This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Matt D'Elia is Confused. This is Matt D'Elia and right now I am very confused over the last few days. I've been very confused. Uh, this episode is not, I don't, I mean, I guess it could be, but I, as of this very moment, I don't plan on this being an hour like most episodes. I would imagine it'll be about half that. I'm considering this more like a PSA. And I might start to do these more. Actually, you know what? Tell me what you think, uh, either on Twitter or Instagram or however you guys reach out with your various tentacles, your various ways of connecting with me, which I always appreciate. Um, tell me what you think of this idea, because now that I'm starting to have guests again a bit more, um, I think the solo episodes, I might do more of them, but with but less with less length, uh, not necessarily like a daily thing, but I want to play around with format a little bit and consider this the first attempt at that, because really, uh, what I really want to talk about is, is basically one thing. And when I want to talk about just one thing, I don't think I need to go on and rant about it for a fucking whole hour. Um, but this one thing is, is it's a, it's a complex feeling that I have about this one particular thing. And this one particular thing that I have a complex feeling about is the present day mode of expressing immediate hot takes about every fucking thing that happens. First of all, just broadly, an immediate strong take is almost always a bad take. It's always good to process the thing that you're hearing, think it through, and then have a take. Just just forgetting anything, any specifics, any details that's just flat true in any era, in any moment, always good. But right now, we not only live in a time when you can just snap off your fucking opinion and toss it out into the void willy-nilly whenever you want, whether you have... 40 million followers like the president or zero followers like fucking every armchair pundit out there. I can't tell you how many times I'll get someone uh, on any social media platform. I'll have someone 
connect with me, uh, whether they have like constructive criticism or feedback or something shitty to say, just like a fucking troll or even people who have good things to say. Uh, unfortunately I will go to their profile sometimes. Although I got a Sam on Twitter way less now, uh, in large part because of what I'm talking about. Twitter's a fucking hellhole cesspool. Uh, and it's impossible to go on there without being depressed, but I'll often go look at who's saying this and the person will have like a follower, which is fine. Follower count means nothing. Sure. But then I'll scroll and I'll see a gazillion fucking hot takes about everything from politics to media to fucking uh, race relations, you know? And I just don't understand everybody's knee-jerk, I think this, so now I'm going to dump it out into the world. This is not your fucking journal. This is not your private diary. It's just diarrhea out of your fucking brain shot through your arm to your fingertips to tap out on your fucking phone and hit send. And then voila, your shitty, shitty hot take, shitty diarrhea hot take is out there in the fucking world. Now, what brought this on? This is not new. This is nothing, nothing about what I'm saying is new. But what is new is the crystallization of my ideas about this shit. It really crystallized just the other day. And it crystallized in, in a, in a, through a political lens. As all of you know, I talk about politics a lot. I'm no expert in politics. That is just as true as the first part. I'm not a fucking expert. I always put that disclaimer on when I talk about politics. Try to at least. Sometimes I'm sure I fucking forget. But just a few days ago when Joe Biden announced that his running mate would be Kamala Harris... It was fucking blistering the speed at which the fucking takes came both on social media and honestly, privately via text and message to me. And it ran the whole fucking gamut, the entire spectrum of possible hot takes, all of them with full force behind them, as if anybody saying any of them knew a fucking thing about a fucking thing. These immediate, snapped-off, hollow, empty-brained, fucking dipshit hot takes that are expressed with full force. Despite there being no fucking weight behind them at all. Everybody needing to have an immediately strong opinion about every fucking thing is fucking disturbing to me. Why can't anybody hear anything anymore and think about it for a second? And everybody's just so fucking used to it now. It doesn't even matter if these people think these things. Uh, just to fucking lead up to the thing I'm going to talk about, uh, an extension of this, these ideas is 
the hypocrisy surrounding this entire culture of this immediate quick draw hot take thing. Lindsey Graham, the politician, the Republican senator from uh, South Carolina. He was running for president in 2016. Early on, he was running in the Republican primary against Donald Trump. He had only horrendous things to say about Donald Trump, Trump, about his candidacy, about his platforms, about his ideas, and about him as a person. And now he's one of his strongest defenders and has been ever since he became president. So he thinks one thing when he wants to run himself. These are, these are his feelings. This is what he thinks. This is what he purports to think. And you could just go on one quick Google search. You'll find a fucking hundred things he said shitty about Donald Trump. And now he's one of his most ardent, supportive soldiers. And that's just politics, you might say. But what that fucking is, is hypocrisy. And then I saw it again, though. I saw it again. I saw it when Kamala was fucking uh, selected by Biden. I saw it on the left. I saw that dude fucking Sean King, that uh, popular activist who early on in the Democratic primary process, he says, I don't know who I'm voting for yet, but I know the two people I would never vote for are Joe Biden and Kamala Harris because their record on crime is abysmal, I believe was the word he said, uh, um, on mass incarceration and, and uh, justice reform is abysmal, he says. That's his opinion. He thought that, thinks that ostensibly, right? Then he's got some fucking flowery tweet to just fucking shoot off in the right after Kamala is selected calls her the most progressive vice presidential choice in the history of our country and lauds applause and loves the choice. You put those together side by side and they make no sense. All they do is expose a deep hypocrisy within the person just like fucking Lindsey Graham. And it is a further hypocrisy to only call it out on one side and not the other when you see it. You can't call Lindsey Graham a hypocrite and then not call Sean King a hypocrite for the same kind of shit. To do that is to be a hypocrite. To call hypocrisy on one kind of person who is being hypocritical and not call hypocrisy on another kind of person who is being hypocritical makes you a hypocrite. So here's actually the solution. My solution isn't call everyone a hypocrite when they're a hypocrite. That's never going to happen. Here's my solution. Shut the fuck up for a minute. Before you fucking haul off with some hot, bold, hot take opinion, sit with it. Shut the fuck up and sit with it before you blast it off into the fucking forever ether that is Twitter. The forever hellhole cesspool that is Twitter. Sit in it for a second. Shut the fuck up. No one cares about your hot take is the truth. 
And you will probably live to regret it. More likely to regret it than look back on it fondly. Who the fuck looks back three years later and is like, oh, you know what? I loved that tweet. Nobody. The only time people look back on their tweets and feel anything is when they feel fucking idiotic or regret or they got egg on their face for something. All the more reason to think about it. And you could just say this is politics as usual, but I would argue that this is what's wrong with politics as usual. People are so fucking used to this hypocrisy and excuse it when it's on their side and call it out like the other side when it's the other side, like they're the only ones who do it. Everyone fucking does it and it sucks and it needs to stop and it's not limited to just politics. At least Sean King is a fucking activist. At least Lindsey Graham is an actual politician. What's with all these fucking people posting nonstop shit about politics when they clearly don't know what the fuck they're talking about? Obviously vote. I'm not saying disengage, but I'm saying enough with the fucking hot takes, enough with the strong opinions, and why don't you look into more shit? And use your own brain instead of showing and telling other brains what you're ostensibly thinking. Everybody had a fucking strong as hell opinion when, when Joe picked Kamala. I was like, huh. That was my, that was my reaction. Huh. I, I want to know more about her. The only people I, I fully understand, the only knee-jerk reaction I fully do understand to the choice of Kamala Harris is the fact that she's a woman of color and that she would be the first woman of color on any presidential ticket from any party. Vice or fucking president or vice president. So that is an automatic visceral reaction that I understand because it's like, huh, okay, well, there's literally never been one woman in the president in the White House. Not one. Not fucking one. It's hard to believe. Sit there and think about it, though. There hasn't been one. There hasn't been one. Her. So yeah, I get that reaction being like, oh, fuck yeah. Fucking about fucking time. Totally get that reaction. That doesn't speak to her ideas or her politics or her platforms or whatever, but it is something to look at and be like, oh shit, that is fucking cool. About fucking time. Every other immediate knee-jerk hot take to me is fucking bullshit unless you're a policy wonk or a politician, or deeply engaged and full of knowledge about politics. Otherwise, I'm guessing you don't know fucking shit about Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. I think I like her. But I need to know more before I know if I like her, or know how much I like her. Obviously, I know I like her more than Mike Pence. But I'm, ta- I'm not talking about feelings. I'm not talking about general opinions. 
I'm talking about the extremity of these takes. It's not just that I want to have people stop and think before they fucking haul off and say shit. But I want people to kind of take the fucking edge off of all of their fucking what appear to be hardcore opinions. Since when does everybody feel so strongly about things? That's not even that's not even what is true. People don't feel strongly about anything. People don't know anything generally. I'm convinced it's just about what fucking team you're on. If you're on this team, you have to fucking hate Kamala Harris. And if you're on that team, you have to love Kamala Harris. But don't be such a quick draw fucking moron. Hear about the news. Have the reaction, oh shit, that's fucking sick. A woman of color, that'll be the very first time a woman of color is in the fucking White House. I think that's fucking sick. Rad. Love to, you love to see it. And then next, huh. Oh, also, I don't know anything about her politics. Besides that she's a Democrat. Obviously, we all fucking know that. It's just so fucking... You know, it's also fucking beyond just being frustrating and annoying to actually see all the time if you're on social media, which I've taken a step back from, to be fucking honest. I don't know. It it being an election year, it's like everybody's a fucking pundit and a prognosticator. Everyone's a Trump's going to fucking win in a landslide. It's obvious. Oh, Biden's going to win in a fucking landslide. It's obvious. Biden's going to win a historic election. Trump's going to sweep all the fucking swing states. Hey, remember 2016? Nobody knows anything until it happens. It's okay to sit in not fucking knowing. It's also okay to not have a strong opinion. In fact, it's better to not broadcast a strong opinion when you don't know enough to have a strong opinion. It's fucking ruining discourse. It entrenches people and then other people see those entrenched people and think they got to be entrenched too because they got to fucking wave their flag and say, I'm on this side. And then everybody else got to wave their flag. I'm on the other side. No dialogue happens. Nothing, no actual learning anything happens. Don't be so fucking dumb. It's, it's confusing also to just be, uh, imagine it, you, whether you have a sensitive mind or not. I, I, I do. And I don't mean like I want to hide in a corner and cry all the time, though I often do. But what I mean by sensitive in this context is uh, my, my, I'm easily affected by the tenor of various conversations. I'm easily, uh, my mood is, is, is easily, um, affected just in general by my surroundings my environment what i see what i put in front of my eyes all that kind of shit and when i'm fucking bombarded with hot takes all across the fucking spectrum about every fucking thing 
every time any news item happens, it's fucking overwhelming. And it only confounds and confuses me more. I want you to ask yourself one thing. Since Kamala Harris was chosen by Joe Biden, have you heard anyone, maybe in person, but have you seen anyone on social media or in print in any way just come at it from an angle of, huh, I wonder, let's see, anything like that, or or even I'm not sure how this is going to play out, let's see, have you seen that once anywhere? I haven't, and I read the fucking news as much as I try not to read the news I do. Doing my best to stay the fuck away from it for such reasons as the one I'm talking about right now. Everything's a fucking editorial now, too. At least with something like my, the, my go-to news source is still The Atlantic. It's the one news source that doesn't upset me. But at least they're coming at it saying... It's clear that everything is sort of like either an essay or a think piece, an opinion piece, essentially, an editorial. But they're obvious about it. They're upfront about it. There's no hiding that. It's the writer's opinion. This is not just fact finding and reporting. The news sites that are that purport to be that are not that at all. You go to CNN and everything Every single news item is going to have a hard slant on it. And you know that. And often, unfortunately, you probably go there for that reason. But that's not news. That's opinion shit. Fox News, obviously, without goes without saying, has been the same way, but it's been that way for even longer than CNN. It's going to have their fucking slant to it. It's amazing, actually. Go to the fucking front page of both at any given moment, and it literally seems like there are two different worlds. They're not even covering the same stories. It's not like this is the story, then there's that kind of take, the left-wing take, CNN, and then there's that kind of take, the right-wing take, Fox News. That's not what I mean. I mean they're covering literally different things. Which gives the appearance that though there, there is a fucking parallel alternate universe, at least two of them. And CNN is covering the news for one, and Fox News is covering everything for the other. And that fucking sucks. So... If this is a PSA, my plea is think a little bit just by yourself. It can be quietly by yourself. Even if it's just while you take a fucking deep breath before you dive fucking headlong into your extreme hot take. You might think it makes you look good. It doesn't. I promise you. It makes you look fucking stupid. And I don't, I don't mean don't share your fucking opinions. Obviously, sharing your opinions 
can be f- totally fine. But there should be some weight to them. There should be some content in them that you can further discuss, not just flag waving on one team or another. And that's pretty much how I feel about that. That's my fucking PSA. Uh, I guess just a little bit more since I'm here and uh, I read about this this morning and it, it fucked up my mind. The bubonic plague is somehow back. I was reading about how China. Uh, oh, it came from. Oh, oh, it came from China. Oh, cool. That's good. Um, but the bubonic plague. Uh, I, I. There are towns or provinces. I forget what they're called in China. Uh, that have been totally locked down. Um, to prevent the potential spread of the bubonic plague. I know that sounds weird and, and on the heels of coronavirus uh, originating there, it seems like too much to possibly be true, but it really, it really is true. There, is now, there are now, I think it's two, but maybe more, I'm not quite sure, confirmed cases of the bubonic plague. In China, in Inner Mongolia, I believe, um, and they're doing what they can to contain it, um, which is obviously good. But then I read to this morning, some fucking guy in New Mexico had it. So in case twenty twenty wasn't anxiety-inducing enough. In case our summer wasn't depressing enough, now we have the bubonic plague. Just add that to the pile, to the steaming pile of shit that is 2020. The Black Death. The fucking bubonic plague. And it's not really like in the news that much. Um, which again, I don't really trust the news. Unfortunately, I don't know how to re- I don't even know how to read the news anymore. Um, because news that I used to understand as true and something I could count on. I just, I don't really see it that way anymore. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, I haven't seen it in the news anywhere, which leads me to believe that it's not really that much of a threat. In fact, something tells me there have been a s- smattering of, of cases of the bubonic plague over the years, uh, and, it, and it didn't turn into an outbreak at any time, obviously, um, in recent memory. But still, you know, just reading it, it's very 2020 is really what it comes down to. Um, oh, and, and this is a good little news item that uh, 
I, I've talked about the possibility of this being the case, but now it is just the case that in Georgia, there is a candidate for Congress, the House of Congress, not not state government, not state senator, not state House of Representatives, the country representing the state of Georgia in Congress. Uh, a seat, an election for one seat has been won by a Republican in a deeply Republican area of Georgia. So whoever won the Republican primary was just going to win the election. And she believes in QAnon because she won the primary. Wait, did she win or is she just going to win? Let me look that up, actually. I don't, I, I'm wrong enough. I don't want to be that wrong. Let me... Uh, let me just look that up real quick. Georgia QAnon. <clears throat> cool. That's annoying. Pretty cool when you just fucking hit a paywall and you just want to find one fact real easy, but you hit a fucking paywall. Oh, no, okay, yeah, she won the uh, primary, which means she's just going to win the election. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor Greene, a QAnon supporter who has made racist remarks in the past. Oh, what a fucking surprise. Has won the Republican primary for Georgia's 14th congressional district. The Northwest Georgia district is a Republican stronghold, meaning she will be the likely winner in, in November. Greene, a businesswoman, defeated neurosurgeon John Cowan in the primary runoff on Tuesday, Green will face Democratic Kevin Van Osdell. Retiring Republican Congressman Tom Graves last won the seat with over 76% of the vote. In a YouTube video, Green said the QAnon conspiracy theory, a broad movement that believes Tr President Trump is stopping a deep state ring of child sex traffickers, okay, is something that I think is, quote, something I think is worth listening to and paying attention to. Okay. She said Q, who believers think leads the movement, is a, quote, patriot, patriot okay, and said, quote, Many of the things he has given clues about on 4chan and other forums have really proven true, end quote. Okay. The FBI has labeled QAnon a potential domestic terrorism threat, according to Yahoo News. QAnon supporters have been spotted at Mr. Trump's rallies in the past as their beliefs have seeped more into the mainstream. Green's campaign did not yet return a request for comment on her past remarks. She also has a history of making racist, anti-Semitic, and anti-Muslim videos on Facebook. Wow. An equal opportunity, uh, opportunity, fucking bigot moron. According to Politico, she said black people, quote, are held slaves to the Democratic Party, end quote. Called the elections of representatives Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar as a, quote, Islamic invasion and called George Soros a Nazi. Okay. House Republican leaders have condemned Green's history of making racist comments. Quote, the comments made by Ms. Green are disgusting and don't reflect the values of equality and decency that make our country great, House Minority Whip Steve Scalise said in a statement after she finished first in the primary. I will be supporting Dr. Cowan. Well, you know what, Steve? It's a little too fucking late for that. Because Dr. Cowan lost, and now you got a member in your party that not only believes in QAnon, but says anti-Semitic shit, anti-Muslim shit, 
And what what else was there again? I forget. Just a whole litany of shit that sucks to say and think. But yeah, this person is going to be a congresswoman. Like I've been saying, this shit's not going anywhere. This shit's here to stay. Whether we like it or not. And unfortunately, a lot of you motherfuckers like it. Damn. How much easier would life be if you believed in QAnon? I don't, I don't think this is talked about enough. It's the same as fucking religion. I look at it and think, damn. Life would be so much easier if my brain operated in such a manner that allowed me to believe that. It's just so simplistic right down the line. Heroes and villains, everybody's one or the other, and eventually the good are going to win. Oh, and hey, guess what? I'm good. And also, I know secret shit. All those things seem amazing. I would love to be able to believe this shit. I can't because my brain works. But this is something that I don't think is discussed enough. The appeal of this kind of thinking is very, very clear to me. I, I personally even wish I could live a life thinking so simplistically and so black and white. I can't. And obviously, I value that about myself. I can't. I think in the gray and I, I pride myself in uh, not thinking too simplistically and certainly not thinking the way I want to think just because I want to think it. But there's a big part of me that is jealous of people who believe in QAnon. Uh, I mean, I'm jealous of religious people too. They're so sure of everything. I, 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 I long for that. My longing for that doesn't erase every other part of me, i.e. the part of me that knows the Bible isn't fucking true. The part of me that knows there is no Q who is on the inside of the military. There is no cabal that Donald Trump is stopping. I know these things, but I still see how much better life potentially would be thinking that simplistically, believing things that are so fucking down the line, one or the other. There's no gray area. That is appealing, and I get that. And especially in, so, in uncertain times like now, it's so fucking easy. It's so, or rather, so appealing to not have to wake up and be so fucking confused and overwhelmed every day. To just wake up and think, ah, I'm on the good guy. I'm on the team with the good guys. And pretty soon all the villains are going to be fucking on trial and get thrown in fucking jail. And then. The Great Awakening, or whatever the fuck they call it. I mean, they even use cultish terminology. The appeal is clear. The appeal of a cult is clear, too. It's the same shit as the fucking immediate knee-jerk hot takes, though. Ah, I'm bringing it back full circle. Fuck. But really, I, I, I get the appeal of being just 
handed an opinion from the team that you perceive yourself to be on and then sharing in that opinion. Also, that's nothing new. That's common. We all do it in one way or another. And I get that. But what I don't get is to take that opinion from your team and then just cart it out into the world like it's yours and then blast it and smother everyone who is looking at you in this fucking thought that you don't even have. Take a minute to think about the thing. We'd all be way better off. Uh, all right. This is already longer than I thought I would go on for. So I'm going to stop now. Let me know what you think about the shorter, more frequent episodes. Um, I always value your feedback unless you're a fucking troll. And then I don't value it and probably going to block you and yada, yada, yada. Uh, all right, everybody don't get fucking COVID, uh, be respectful, wear a fucking mask. Uh, these things matter. Respect for other humans in the world matters now more than ever, perhaps. Um, and yeah, style, style, safe, style, uh, I love you all. Thanks for listening, and I will talk to you soon. Okay.